everyone to the third episode of Mastering the Mind podcast. Uh, yeah, how are you doing all? Yeah, I'm all good after uh, some technical difficulties. But um, yeah, I'm all good. I'm in a good mood. And uh, yeah, l- looking forward to talking about this uh, topic. Yeah, don't mention the technical difficulties. <laughs> We've struggled twice now. And yeah, yeah, like, come on, fresh start. Come on, let's start this episode. Let's do it. So, so started um, uh, university again. We're in semester yeah. two. Mm, uh, how are you yeah. finding it? Yeah, a bit, just a bit stressful because uh, obviously it's like the lecturers are, are kind of giving us the all the assignments we have to do for for the semester. So uh, so the work is piling up slightly. So uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. going to be a lot to do. But main thing I'm struggling with is like adapting back to lectures and stuff. Like mm-hmm. obviously prior to lockdown, our last lectures were like early December, November. We were still allowed to like attend lectures in person. Yeah. Obviously, with our masks and um, social distance, but yeah, that just face-to-face lectures are so much more engaging for me. And being in the comfort of your own home, I, I do find it um, difficult to to concentrate. But it's something you've got to do, really, and just crack on with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm finding it really hard to to kind of engage as much as possible uh, with the content from home. It's not, it's really not easy. But, yeah. Um, but on more positive light, uh, we've managed to upload our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you prefer to just listen to the podcast episodes, then uh, head over to those uh, platforms. Um, yep. And yeah. Um, if there's any other like streaming websites um, or, or things that you listen to, um, let us know. And if there's enough demand, um, we'll look at uh, getting our podcast onto those platforms. But um, yeah, definitely check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like maybe if you're out on a walk or, or doing your daily exercise, um, it'll be a good chance to listen to the podcast and um, ultimately get some psychological benefits out of it. For sure, for sure. But so in today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, what I wrote about for my blog uh, for Loughborough University's uh, coursework that we had to do. So in episode two, we talked about your topic, which was about uh, anxiety and stress in sports. Yep. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the psychological challenges of sustaining a sports injury. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, this is quite a, a personal topic for both of us because uh, we've both because we've both sustained uh, an injury in our in our football careers at some point. So. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, so obviously we've both sustained injuries, but um, I feel like a good place to start is maybe why you chose the topic. So I remember you shed in light on um, in uh, episode one of this is why you got into psychology, but there are other reasons why you've um, you've chosen this topic as well. So maybe just shed some light on that. Yeah, so there's a couple of reasons. So the first one I'd say is that I think sports injuries is kind of, forgotten about and kind of neglected in sports. Uh, so obviously a lot of attention is uh, put on the physical repercussions uh, of, of sustaining an injury, which rightly so, like it's, it's not easy to to overcome like the physical, the actual physical repercussions of an injury, but the mental side is, is equally as important in my opinion. Uh, and it's something that from what I've heard talking to people and from what I've seen uh, is sometimes forgotten about. Um, so that's that's kind of one reason. So it's kind of sharing um, the potential difficulties uh, athletes could face uh, when sustaining an injury. So, yep. um, so that's one reason. And the second one would be that sports injuries are just inevitable in sport. So no matter the level uh, that you're competing at, sports injuries are 
going to be around uh, all the time. So whether you're a recreational, amateur or professional athlete, um, you're bound to sustain an injury at some point in your in your sporting career. So um, yeah, I feel yeah. that's a very, really good point to bring up um, that this podcast is is for everyone at all levels and uh, no matter what sport you play uh, what level you play at like realistically everyone will sustain some sort of injury during their career if not you're very 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 lucky um but yeah more or less everyone i know sustains some sort of injury and um have to do some sort of rehab so yeah um definitely tune in and, and listen how to um the battle, psychological battles that you'll face and, and also how to cope with it effectively because John does share some um, really good strategies that you should adopt. Yeah, for sure. And another kind of reason why it was that I wanted to kind of raise people's, people's awareness about the difficulties of sustaining injuries. So like for people to become more em- empathetic with uh, injured athletes because like athletes can feel frustrated and can feel grumpy on certain days days and that's probably because of their injury uh, and the psychological challenges that they face um so i want people to kind of like understand that that's the potential reason why they're feeling grumpy on that day yeah 100 um, to, to be empathetic with them i mean yeah so i feel i feel like a good place to start would be um maybe the the injury that you sustained because obviously the injury that you sustained got you into psychology so yeah, maybe yeah. just shed some light on like what were your injuries and uh, how long out of sport you was uh, with, with the yeah. injury. So my injury was a football injury. So it happened during training. So we were training with the older team um, and uh, one player tackled me from behind uh, at the knee level. Yeah. So what happened was that my patella tendon, so that's the tendon that uh, joins the, the knee kneecap bone and the tibia bone, uh, so that split, yeah. uh, that like it's uh, ripped. That's a better word, ripped. Um, and that kind of also ripped out a piece of my tibia bone because my bone was still developing. It was still uh, quite soft because yeah. it was six years ago, uh, so in my teens. Um, so obviously uh, I had to get surgery for that injury and I had two screws put in uh, to, to basically put everything back together. Yeah um and a year so i was out for like six months after that uh and then i had to get operated again a year later to take the screws out um and yeah i've I've also had because of that injury i've had quite a lot of weakness on my uh ankles um so i've ripped my ligaments i don't know how many times uh which which is quite painful and, and it kind of leaves you out of sport for like roughly two months so uh yeah, I remember it happening to you and, and, and like the, the frustration that you go through when it does happen. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember it happening multiple times during Yuna. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? What, what were your injuries? Just, just a quick question before we move on to my injuries. Do you know when you got those screws in? Um, yeah. Were you allowed to play with the screws in or, or was that like from six months to over a year, you weren't allowed to play? Uh, I was allowed to play, so I had fully rehabbed from the surgery, and then I played with like um, it's like sort of like a knee protector sort of thing. Okay. Um, like a bandage of knee. It, yeah, it was like um a support knee support kind of thing. Yeah. I had to put on, um, and I think like they told me to put it on like I don't know, let's say like a, for a month, but then I kept I ended I ended up keeping it on for like the rest of the season because like. 
I think it helped me actually perform better. Like psychologically, I was like a similar, yeah, a similar yeah. thing to that's like um, Petr Cech with his uh, helmet. Like he got obviously yeah. got a serious head injury, and mm. like he um, he carried on wearing it for the rest of his career. Uh, psychologically, like it helps you maybe feel that you're safe and yeah. play to your full potential. Did, did you did feel? Have, did he have to put it on for like I? Like I thought he had to put it on for like ever because in case it happened again, like it could be like detrimental to his. Uh... No, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure he. Oh, okay, that's interesting. He, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. he fully recovered and then he just decided yeah. to carry on wearing it. You don't yeah. you don't really see that in professional football, do you? So it's quite interesting to to kind of have that same link, you know? Like, yeah, I'm just like an amateur, <laughs> like. At the end of the day, we're quite similar in in the way yeah. we like think. Hundred hundred percent. So, yeah, I shed some light on my injuries now. So, um, I mean, I've always struggled with my knees. So, growing up, I had this like condition where my ligaments don't grow as fast as my bones. So, my hamstrings are super tight, and it caused inflammation in my knees. And um, that happened on a regular basis throughout my development from a really young age all the way up to my teens until I stopped developing. Um, I've broken my foot, so two metatarsals. Um, I was just from a really bad tackle, but but this all sort of happened when I was young. And although the knee thing like affected me throughout, like it didn't affect me that psychologically because I the knee the knee thing I'd always get back on the pitch anyway. And mm. the broken foot, I mean, I recovered so quick, and it was during the off season. Um, like it just happened at school during the summer holidays. Um, so yeah. But the the one that affected me psychologically and has ultimately led to lifelong changes is my groin injury. So <clears throat> I was um this was during men's football. I was about eighteen and um when I was playing, I'd just get like a niggle in my groin and it was happening throughout the season. I, I'd just play through it, but ultimately the more I played through it, the worse it got game by game by game. And it got to the point where I was like, right, let me just see out the season. I'll grind through the, this light niggle and then rest um, for the whole off season. So the whole summer and then hopefully by September, I'll be fine again. So I was sort of treating it like a tear where you just need to rest. Um, and it gets to September, first game back. And first thing I do when I change direction is my groin goes again. And it's like, wow, I've just rested that whole time like three, four, five months mm. and for me to just go straight back to being injured. So after that, I, I decided to go and see a specialist and um, he said that it was an overuse injury. And what I needed to do is strengthen it back up because obviously it was good that I rested, but it was now time before I get back into sport to strengthen it back up. Um, yeah. So I'm ready to get back into sport. And I did that, went through um, for like physio sessions and stuff, like gave me a load of exercises to do at the gym. And I eventually did get back in sport, but ultimately mm-hmm. it, left me, it left me out of sport for nine to 12 months, maybe even over a year until I was fully back because I was had to build up back up fitness. And it, it's, I'll be honest, like the weight gain that I've, I, I didn't realize how on point you had to be with your diet to when you're injured because the, the amount you play sport, yeah, like you don't really have to worry that that much about your diet, especially growing yeah, up. Like when you're in your teens, like your metabolism's sure. on fire. So <laughs> I have my metabolism slowing down as well as being injured was not good. Uh, the weight yeah. gain was yeah horrible. Mm. 
Um, but when you're just talking there, like I remembered another reason why I kind of um, wrote this blog was because of like, I think sports injuries right now is, is quite a topical area because of the lockdown restrictions. So as we saw uh, during the first lockdown, when the restrictions got lifted, a lot of people went back to their sports uh, and, and their activities. And because they were so inactive during the lockdown, a lot of people got injured, uh, and, and including myself, actually. Um, I, I went I went to run too quickly, too fast, and ended up having like some pain behind my knee, my bad knee. Yeah. Again. Um, so I think like that can be super frustrating because you're in lockdown. All you want to do is just get out of your house yeah. and do your sports. Um, and yeah, do what you do what you used to do basically. Um, so yeah, it's, so it's actually, definitely yeah. it's definitely important to realize that that you're not going to be able to go straight back to to what you once was. Like I've got a really good example of like a close family friend, and he um, he just tried to get straight back into the gym. I think the gyms opened back up around um, August time. And he, he just went straight back into like lifting the same weights he was like a couple months before. And he eventually like just pulled, ended up pulling his back. And now it's led to lifelong career changes. Like he, yeah. he can't do the same career. So, mm. yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely frustrating. Like you're, you're, you're basically, you want to get out of, of lockdown, do your sports, but then you're limited again because you're injured. So like that can be super hard to cope with psychologically for for anyone really um no matter the level like we said yeah um so, so it's yeah. definitely a good topic that you, that you brought this up and wrote a blog about it because you do mention some really good um good strategies to to help cope with injury and um the psychological mm -hmm. battles that people may face it's, it's good to identify them to realize that you yeah. are going through that process and, and there are strategies that can help you so yeah definitely tune yeah. in and, and listen to this carefully so um when you do eventually come out of lockdown you don't make the same mistakes as um, we all did during uh, lockdown one. <laughs> For sure. So one thing I do mention in my blog is that um, athletes, injured athletes, tend to respond in three uh, in three ways, basically. So in one way is uh, emotionally. So this is how you feel about the injury. So injured athletes kind of experience frustration, depression, fear and, fear and anxiety. Um, did you kind of feel any of any of those particular feelings when, when yeah. you got injured? Um so definitely um especially with my injury like I was constantly going like back into a game hoping that the groin like pain would just go and it inevitably happen and come back. That that was so frustrating, especially when I come back after resting that whole summer. That that was the main um the main emotional response I had. Um but mm. not necessarily fear and anxiety to become re injured when I come back. Um Maybe. You just wanted to get out there, yeah. Like, yeah, and, and and seeing the body changes definitely led to like some some feelings of I I wouldn't say I was depressed, but um, led to yeah, negative like you, emotional you responses. Have, mm, yeah, yeah, you could have depression, but like slight slight depression. Like, obviously, there's different de degrees yeah. of, of depression. So it wasn't severe, like, but it, it was definitely like I I wasn't yeah. happy with what I was seeing in the mirror. I'll, I'll just say that mm -hmm, yeah. definitely i had uh, i was frustration was a, was a big one for me um like I, I used to be the kid that was running around all the time like hyperactive kid so when you go from that to 
being like sat down basically for the whole day in a cast with bandages on it's literally the most frustrating thing ever yeah um and actually like my my partner now um she was my girlfriend uh when i had this injury and she she reminded like she kept telling me that um i was just like restless like i just i just all i wanted to do is literally get out of the house um, yeah. and move around um that's definitely yeah. you as well like you are someone who always like even during lockdown like you always have to go on your walk like during the day like you love to be outside yeah. so I, I can't imagine what that was like for you being injured yeah it's yeah it's quite a it's quite um a common type of reaction like i find but um the second type is behavioral so this is how did you act and react to the to the injury situation so common reactions are seeking social support and not adhering to the rehab program that you're given by your physio or doctor yeah did you kind of i mean so, so so maybe what i did wrong wasn't this so like i didn't seek professional support um until it happened the second time I, after i tried to treat it myself um yeah i i didn't go to the doctors or um mm. i yeah I, I feel like um what i could have done better is, is go and see a specialist straight away to, to get the problem there and then sorted um yeah. so that's what i would have done differently what about you yeah when i mean yeah so I definitely did both of these. And what I mean by social support is, like Oli said, it's not only restricted to friends and family, because I think those are kind of like the the common ones people think of. Social support is also uh, help from physios and they can give you like informational support. Mm. So this is like uh, support, uh, like knowledge and help about your injury and how to improve your injury. So that's crucial, obviously, to recover from an injury because you need that support and help and knowledge to to get better but um wait wait, wait. What, me- one point let me just bring up um yeah. uh something i struggled with was teammates maybe the opposite way that like support can go the other way and maybe enlighten your teammates about this like my teammates were like trying to rush me back to play because they were in a sticky spot in the league and ultimately like not to toot my own horn but i'm the striker <laughs> um, and yeah, they're like, they were trying to rush me back and it, that would get me excited. Like, obviously, I want to come and help the team. Like, I love football. And yeah, that, so support maybe went the other way. Like, I was maybe getting over support and they weren't thinking yeah. maybe the best long-term um, benefits for it. Yeah, that's a super, super common thing to experience. So, like, feeling that you're, that you have to be rushed, that you're, that you have to get back quickly. Yeah. And that's quite, that's quite negative and and that kind of links to the to the like kind of next uh behavioral response which is like not adhering to your rehab program so like rehab is is not easy like it can be super repetitive it can be boring it can be a hundred percent difficult it can be so many things so not adhering to it is like you can see as negative but it's actually quite logical like for people not to adhere to it so it's really up to like physiotherapists uh and also uh the person's support system to their friends and family to really just keep supporting that the injured athlete just keep reassuring them keep giving that comfort keep pushing them yeah uh to to try and try and like recover as as quickly as possible because it's easy to hold it's easy to lose motivation when you're when you're injured 100 percent. like that rushing back thing as well 
Like, I, I see that so much in elite sport, uh, which is quite shocking, really. Like, you see um, some of the main Prem clubs, like, I don't know how Harry Kane keeps coming back from injury that quick. Like, yeah. I sw- he played against West Prom, like, last week. I- yeah. It was, like, quite a serious injury. And he was supposed to be out for, like, I don't know, like, six to eight weeks, and he's already back. It just shows how much they miss him, how much they rely on him, and how quickly they need him back. So, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I would. I really wouldn't encourage that. Like, obviously, football is a business, and you need like your top, your top players to be in form and be present in in like important games. But like, the, like that shows for me personally. That shows that the club doesn't care about the player. Like, if you really want the best uh, for your players, you're gonna do everything to ensure that the recovery and like his mental state, because. What what is probably going to happen is that he's going to return, get injured, and experience all these like negative responses again. And 100%. that's so not healthy. Like everyone keeps talking about. So I think Hurricane's a perfect example. Like he's starting to struggle a lot. He's starting to get injured about once a season, and everyone's talking about him breaking like Alan Shearer's record, and he like he needs to be back. But if he constantly keeps getting injured, I think he's thinking in his head that he's going to be Alan Shearer's record, and that's what he wants. And for yeah. him not to fully finish his rehab and be fully fit this problem is going to keep happening and the psychological um negatives are, are going to keep uh, occurring in yep. his head and get worse and worse yeah um so so we mentioned kind of so we mentioned two so we have emotional and behavioral so the third one is cognitive so this is how you view the situation of being injured and this one i feel is quite an important one because it's these are types of reactions that are, i feel are quite common uh, for injured athletes so you can feel alien- alienated and socially isolated from your team your teammates um, and from the coach also you can have negative self-perceptions of yourself and you can have this is more directed to elite performers uh, which is paradoxical sense of relief so I'm going to stick on this one first um, so paradoxical sense of relief this is like basically Elite athletes, uh, they have to be in training every single day. They have so many demands to, to, to endure. So when an athlete like that is injured, being injured is like they can perceive being injured as kind of a positive thing because it kind of gives them more free time, breathing space, uh, some rest, um, some time to, sp- like time to spend with family, all of, all of these things that they couldn't have when they were actually in form. Yeah. Which is kind of weird to think about, isn't it? You can definitely um, see that though, like considering like I suppose football football careers are quite short, but you think about they miss they miss all their Christmases basically. Yeah. Um like a lot of the big holidays they miss, the big tournaments. They're away from their family a lot. So I, I can imagine that is quite common in, in, in elite clubs. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And what's kind of bad is this type of response is that uh athletes injured athletes feel guilty for feeling like the sense of relief and that's once again it's just going to worsen like the athlete's like mental state yeah because it's normal like why are you feeling happy that you're injured surely you're you should feel negative yeah but then like it's it's like a vicious circle you know like i suppose there's positives and negatives yeah Mm. but ultimately yeah back on the pitch a negative self-perception, that's uh, that's quite a big one also. So, like, you kind of feel worthless. Um, 
you feel like kind of like your identity as an athlete is kind of taken away from you. So because because you're not around your teammates, because you're not uh, training as much, because you're not uh, playing games, because you're not helping the team succeed, like that can be so tough to to, to cope with. Yeah. I think I felt this more after my injury. So obviously being out like a year, um, I wasn't, I am not the same athlete I was before. Like, I mean, I, I wasn't the quickest before my injury, but I'm definitely not the quickest now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm more of like a target man now. Like I'm having to change, I'm about to change my game completely. Um, so yeah, I, my identity as an athlete has mm. completely changed. Mm. Um, are there any specific ones you, you found? Um, because I was quite young still, I don't feel like I've, I, paradoxical sense of relief, no, definitely not. I didn't feel that. Um, like self-perception, maybe a bit. Um, maybe like I saw myself as weak as being injured. That's quite a common reaction um, to have. So like, obviously like, you're not able to, so basically I, I remember it was at school. So everyone used to play football at like lunch breaks and stuff. And I was just sat on the bench watching them and like on on the bench just watching them like yeah. play it like it just makes you feel like shit really like yeah i know like, sorry to say that but like it's so i, I kind of like saw myself as uh, in negative light and but i definitely felt alienated and socially isolated from my team because um the season it was the same team as so i so the, the team i was playing with when i got injured was the same team we did really well in like the previous season so like I felt so isolated seeing them like succeed without me. Um, yeah, that weak that weak me. aspect as well. Like, yeah, you sort of like feel weak. Like, why am I injured? Like, I'm stronger than this. I, I'm supposed to overcome this, and the frustration tied yeah. in with that as well. For sure. So we kind of covered all these negative responses. Yeah, injuries is bad. Injuries is horrible. But actually, it's not always the case injuries can be positive sometimes um and i think a lot of people forget this and it's and for injuries to be only negative is a common misconception people have yeah um and it's actually a great opportunity for people to to grow uh to learn and develop so this is like a process it's actually a a research process that's called post-traumatic growth um and so some examples of this so so some positive things that can come out of your injury is, for example, having enhanced relationships. So because your so- social support network, so your friends, family, teammates, uh, have been so supportive towards you during your injury, like you kind of appreciate that. So you kind of understand that they play such an important role in your life. Yeah. And it's just like... um like a hint, like it makes you understand how important these people are around you. So it makes you more appreciative, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I can definitely um, see that. Yeah. So it, you can also have a change in self-perception. So this is this is more like understanding that you're not invincible and that you can get injured at any time, at any moment, at any stage of your career. Because it's easy to forget when you're thriving, when you're doing so well in your career, when you're winning medals, when you're winning titles, you think you're invincible, and rightly so, because you you're basically the best in your sport. But like 
if you get injured the season after, like it, it must be like very very hard to take. I uh, suppose it's quite a humbling experience. Um, like yeah, like you said, like you're top of the top, like you play in the best um, sport you, you've ever played. You feel like you're untouchable. Um, and, and then to get injured sort of brings you back down to earth a little bit and, and see the bigger picture to fully appreciate mm. your career, the short time you have, because ultimately you're not going to be in your prime forever. So, yeah, yeah de- definitely a humbling experience to, to see, um, uh, appreciate your career. For sure. And what you just said there, it kind of tie- ties in with the next point. So this is kind of like having a, ch- a change in life philosophy. So like being more appreciative of things that you weren't previously like before you were injured yeah um and i think this one was a big one for me um like the support i received from my mom especially like like go- like going to the shower like showering was so difficult i remember when i when uh and i think a lot of injured ath- like previously injured athletes can relate to this like and you, you maybe all um like it was so difficult like i had to put a, a massive bag over my leg and like yeah. that those are things you can't do by yourself so like, I, having... I had that with my broken foot yeah mm. so like having that kind of like support and knowing that people are always going to be there for you like it just makes you like even though i was young like i understand like quite quickly that i need like you can't spend life alone you know you need being a solo warrior yeah exactly you need yeah, to accept help, help from others yeah exactly and i found that through my injury experience i've like it's kind of like enticed me to help others so which is also why i kind of wrote this blog it's like to kind of help others like so then they can relate to it they can learn something from it um and it's definitely like an area i'd love to like work in uh like in 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 my career as a sports psychologist like helping athletes um so like through my experience kind of helping athletes as well that that are experiencing injury so some other positive key things that can uh, come out of the injury experience also uh, are a few skills that you can apply outside of sport uh, and you can apply in everyday life really. Um, so an example is time management. Another one is goal setting. So throughout your rehab, you're, like, you're constantly setting goals to, to try and recover as much as possible. So that's like a, a skill you, you kind of like learn to develop uh, and that you can definitely apply outside of uh, outside the sport yeah i feel like you have to be quite creative with the goal setting as well like to make it stimulating because i remember in the negatives um of rehab not adhering to the rehab program and, and it being quite boring so mm-hmm. being quite um creative with your goals is a is a good thing to do for sure and it also can help your confidence so like obviously it's like overcoming a, a injury like can can prove that you can kind of overcome like hardships um and it definitely uh, strengthens your mental strength uh and your resilience and obviously your self-confidence i think i definitely experienced th- those those kinds of feelings like i felt i felt quite proud of uh overcoming my injury at the end yeah. it was such a long process and it was it was a tough one so uh i don't know about you i don't know if you you've no my, mine was sort of the opposite I think because the psychological effects were that detrimental to me and like ultimately like it's just the, the weight gain that that, that killed like killed me. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't the same athlete I was, so I was still experiencing th- like things like frustration months after, and I, I probably yeah. still am now. So, mm. Mm. so there's actually uh, 
there's actually a model developed by researchers uh, which explains why people tend to react like this. So like why people have these types of responses. So what it actually explains is that people's personal factors, so for example, this could be people's personality, their age, uh, the, the injury type that they had and the severity of the injury, along with the situational factors. So this, is, this, this could be like the type and level of their sport that they're partaking in. So basically these combined uh, affect the way we perceive our injury, which, which consequently affects the way we emotionally respond and behaviorally respond. Yeah. So in my blog, I give an example. Uh, so I use Cristiano Ronaldo, lol, cliche. <laughs> but um, so let's say he sustains an ACL injury. So his personal factors there will be his, his ACL injury being a severe one and that he is like his personality is competitive and he's ambitious and he's he had like he's really determined and also his situational factors are the fact that he trains every day at the highest level um and plays competitive matches every week so all of these factors combined will lead him to perceive his injury in a certain way yeah. So, for example, in my so basically, he's like super involved in the sport. He's like an important player in his team. Um, like he's performing well. He's like a competitive guy, as opposed to me, for example. Like I'm an amateur athlete, um, so I only train like twice a week. Um, and you've got other things going on in your life, like yeah, that you can focus on. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Whereas them, it's their job. Like it's their basically their life. So they're probably going to have more negative psychological reactions uh, than amateur athletes, so for example, like me. Yeah. But I'm not saying this is always the case because everyone is different and everyone has their, their way of like responding to, to injuries, but in most cases, it will be like that. So that's kind of the model explained briefly. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if you want more information about it, just head, head over to the blog um, and it'll be... There's like a nice, nice little graph um, that kind of explains it a bit more clearer because it's quite hard to explain it uh, without anything in front, uh, yeah. in front of With you. No but, visual, um, exactly. visual thing to compare it to, yeah. Um, so the next thing uh, I kind of talk about in the blog is some different ways of coping uh, with injuries in sport. So these are quite similar to the ones that Oli uh, spoke about in his uh, in his blog uh, and what we discussed in, in episode two. So the first one is goal setting. So you can do this by using the SMART acronym. There's more details on what I mean by this in the blog, so feel feel free to check it out. Uh, but it's, it could be really useful, especially during the rehab. So like we previously mentioned, uh, it kind of like gives you sort a sort of plan uh, and a sort of like a a clear mindset as to what direction you're gonna yeah like i think i think to strive for so exactly. when we're talking about not not being able to to play sport and, and like as being amateurs like we could focus on other things this gives you something to focus on day to day um and, and fills that gap um in between training and not being able to train obviously yeah um the next one is positive self-talk so this kind of helps your negative thoughts uh be shifted into more positive ones so this is quite, this is basically the similar, or exactly the same uh, strategy that Oli uh, discussed um, in his blog. Yeah. Um, I remember you saying a point actually about self-talk. I think it was Ronaldo in the, um, in the final, the Euros. Um, yeah. 
So, so yeah, so basically, like um, in the Euros 2016, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but in the final, he got injured in like the, the 25th minute. Obviously, he's like the main player for Portugal. Um, you see, like the video of him, like he's on the floor, distraught because he thinks, like, obviously, the the, the battle he's got with Messi, uh, who's going to who's going to be the first player to win something with their country, and to be in a final of the Euros such a big thing for him and to be injured and not help his team win I imagine was so negative for him especially like he was he was crying on the pitch um, but the thing about Ronaldo is he's so strong mentally he, he decided he would use um, a strategy like positive self-talk and he dusted himself off realised that yeah I have come off but um, I'm going to help my team still try and um, win win the Euros and mm-hmm. by doing that he ended up basically <laughs> he basically took over the manager role and started coaching his team like the videos are, it's really inspiring watch, watching it happen um, and yeah like to see his elation after, after the game finished was just a example of how positive self-talk and looking at the positives rather than just the negatives and how you can affect the situation um, can be so helpful yeah for sure so in that scenario he was kind of using positive self well, he was giving like positive advice and guidance to his teammates rather than himself. So, I suppose he had a positive outlook yeah. on his injury rather than having such a negative. Like maybe some some other athletes would have got injured uh, and been so annoyed with it that they would have just gone to the changing rooms and and isolated themselves away because they're so distraught mm. of missing out on a final. Whereas Ronaldo just. Yeah, he had a positive outlook and thought, how can I help my teammates? And another strategy that you mentioned, and which is quite relevant to injured athletes, is mental imagery. So this was actually a technique that was used um, by company, Vincent Company, quite a lot, because he's obviously sustained quite a lot of injuries in his career. And um, I put a little quote in, in my blog, I won't read it out now, but he just basically says that he, like, when he was on the bench or when he wasn't playing, he used to to visualize how he would tackle uh, attackers and what pass he'd make, um, like in 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 those scenarios, uh, in game scenarios, um, and this yeah. and he basically said that this really helped him to to recover quicker because he he like rehearsed what was going to happen uh, as if he was on the pitch. So when he returned, it was like more fluid and yeah, he knew he knew what yeah. he was doing. You're keeping your skill set sharp, like. Um, visualizing what's going to happen during games, so when you do eventually come back from injury, um, it's not going to be as like detrimental to your performance of being out that yeah, long. Exactly. Um, and the last one, the last strategy was emotional written disclosure. So I've 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 like kept banging on about this, like in episode one and, and one and two, of just like encouraging people to to like express themselves, um, like let everything out um, because. Basically, this is what this technique requires you to do. It, it just makes you, like, it just requires you to write down your feelings, uh, your emotions, and yeah, just basically let everything out, but in written form. And this yeah. can be like super powerful. Like we said at the start, like identifying the the, the psychological um, things that are affecting you during your injury um, is it, it, really important to identify because then you know what exactly is going wrong what you need to do, what strategy you need to implement. So let's say, for example, that um, you're feeling frustrated um, about the um, how boring 
rehab yeah. is and you're frustrated that you keep getting injured maybe like set some goals um throughout the rehab process with your um physiologist um to make rehab a bit more stimulating um to, and then ultimately it will have an adverse effect a, a more positive effect sorry on the um recovery process sure. so i think we kind of covered um all the like main topics uh, i kind of discussed in my blog but I just wanted to like reiterate like the key messages to take away from from this podcast episode and from the blog. So the first one would be that injury affects everyone, uh, like regardless of your level of participation. Um, and obviously, like the second point is that it's obviously it's okay not to feel at a hundred percent when you're injured. Like it's not an easy experience. So like be easier. Like be kind to yourself. Don't feel like what you're experiencing is not normal. Like like I said, it's it's completely normal. We've both experienced like some of the psychological reactions um in our experience, like in our injury experience. Yeah. Um yeah, and sustaining an injury is not only negative, um like great things can come can come out of it. Um and also there are various strategies that you can use to help to better help uh, you cope with your injury. And more importantly don't be afraid to ask for help uh, from friends, family, coaches, physiotherapists, sports psychologists. Like that's what everyone here, everyone is here for, like to support you, to help you through through your journey. So, um, so yeah, for sure, I, I'd encourage you. And, it, and if you spot someone that is having an injury, maybe reach out to them. Maybe they're struggling, uh, reaching out for help. So, so definitely lend a helping hand uh, and see how you can help sure. them. Yeah, that's that's kind of also the point of this episode is to raise awareness for people to be more empathetic to one another, and to just better understand people that are that are going through a, a difficult period like a like an injury because it, it can be tough. Yeah. So, so, so maybe you've listened to this podcast and you think, well, I'm I'm not actually going through a um, injury at the moment. Maybe see see who is going through an injury for the podcast to them, or maybe uh, share your knowledge, what you've gained from this podcast, and, and uh, enlighten them on how they could cope better. Maybe the psychological battles that they may be facing, and, and just talk through it with them. I agree. So I think now's a good time to to kind of wrap up this uh, this topic and this episode. But if you do want to read more about it, head over to our website. Um, link is in the description, and check out our, our blogs um yeah and yeah. uh I've, I've also made like a, a little youtube video i'll put it in the in the link in the description to to kind of like like yeah explain it talk through yeah, it briefly exactly. yeah like make it in a more digestible exactly. damn you got the right yeah. words there <laughs> but yeah it's been a, it's definitely a, an enjoyable topic although like the um, like talking through my experiences and, and stuff in, which have been quite negative it's been enjoyable to talk about get get out that out even to the public, like uh, sharing how I felt about my injury and maybe um, something that I should have done, like having that positive outlook. Like I, I definitely look at Ronaldo as an inspiration mm -hmm. of, of how he done that in, in such a short space of time to, to quickly have that switch to look at the positives. Yeah. It's definitely something I wish I'd, I would have done. For sure, for sure. But yeah, it's been the pleasure, man, like discussing this with you. Um, I'm happy that I can talk to someone that's kind of gone through something similar because it's easy to... To talk about and relate but um but yeah. yeah yeah so uh i think that's it yeah any comments or or, or if you've like sustained an injury like um get in touch and uh, we'd love to speak to you about it like check on our socials the link will be in the description 
Um, if you're on Spotify, can you have a link in the description? Yeah, yeah that's in the description. <laughs> yeah, so check us out, and um, yeah, we'll be happy to help. Perfect. All right. See you yeah. in the next one, guys. Take Bye-bye. it easy.